The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. And welcome to the first ever Chop to the Chest Radio, baby! Woo! Um, man, thank you so much for all your listeners out there who are, who are going to this. This is for the wrestling fans, man. We're talking shop. We're talking what we love and hate about the business. And I have my main man, my partner in crime with me, Mr. Uh, Nate Laws, who will be on the show in a minute. I just want to let you guys know my name is Chevy Chavaria. I'm the excellence of podcast execution. Uh, man, we're finally doing a show just covering um, the thing I'm super passionate about. is just wrestling. I know it's kind of super nerdy and super cheesy, but it got me going. It gets my butt, my blood pumping and flowing and um man so that's what we're doing that's what this show's about chop to the chest radio all wrestling podcasts is our outlet to just get all the wrestling um loves and hates and passions and things we just dislike all out in the open open discussion so we will interview wrestlers we will have fans on the show we'll talk about um wwe we'll talk about tna we'll talk about uh, lucha underground especially lucha underground best product in america right now in my opinion so if you feel me you definitely want to keep listening to this baby so um anyways i say all that just to say thanks for listening and um um, if you guys know, we also run The Adventures of Toxic City out of the Toxic City Studios, um, and that is our more review, nerdy, comics, pop culture uh, kind of cast, man. But this one is all wrestling all the time, baby, from old school to new school to what's happening right now. We're doing it all, baby. So I'm going to shut up, but you're about to hear me again as we go into the recording I did with Mr. Nate Laws, our local hometown hero, um, favorite local wrestler of all time, man. He's sitting down with me. We're talking about the beginning of his career, how it all got started, his first match, his thoughts on the product these days, um, and maybe where we're going in the future. So um, he is also my partner in Grime. He liked it so much. He wants to come back, kind of be my, um, I want to say be my sidekick, but I'm really his sidekick because he's huge and big and can beat me up. So I'm down for whatever either way man but we're talking wrestling all the time this is chop to the chest radio thank you so much for listening check out our other podcast the adventures of toxic city for um as they put the pop and pop culture with mr bill curtner and um mr rick I, i can't even say his name and you'll figure out why when you listen to it baby let's jump into this chop to the chest radio mr nate laws baby woo Welcome to the inaugural Chop to the Chest Radio podcast. I'm your host, Chevy Chavaria, the excellence of podcast execution, and I'm super excited. Jump to the moon, doing moonsaults off top ropes. I really can't do that, but I wish I could, Um, because my boy here, local legend, my favorite local wrestler, I should say, Mr. Nate the Great Laws, baby, is here in full effect, Nate, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? It's your boy, Nate Laws, 409 in the building. All the other accolades and all the crazy stuff. I'm here with my boy, Chevy. We in <laughs> Toxic City Comics. We repping. We in here. We are in the uh, Toxic City Studios, as I like to call, which is really just our back room and a microphone, baby. You know how we do these days. So I'm bringing Mr. Nate. Let me ask you this, Mr. Nate. How long you been in this wrestling game? Man, I have been in this game roughly about 10 years deep. Ten years deep. How old were you when you got into it? Man, I was 25. And so where, what What was the big jump? I mean, because a lot, a lot of people in the game, they start what out of high school, in high school. You hear the stories. I was you know, wrestling since I was whatever, at 25 years old. What really made you want to do this? Well, I'll tell you, man, I was, uh, I was watching it one day, man. I came home from work, you know, watching Raw SmackDown. I got a buddy of mine, hardcore fan, Monday Night War veteran, Talking about NWO. I like that. All that I like stuff. That. Booker T, Hulk Hogan back in the day. One day he sits me down. He said, man, cut the wrestling on. I said, man, I'm not watching this. He said, cut it on. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to cut it on. So I cut it on, and I see this guy, man. I'll tell you what. I'm going to explain him to you, okay. and I want you to tell me who it is. All right, okay? all right. Let's he steps out. <clears throat> $700 shirt. $1,000 loafers, you know, sunglasses. 
eyebrow, simply electrifying. All right, all right, all right I'm with you. Are oh, you hitting me? Uh, I'm smelling it. Oh, you're smelling it? I'm it's smelling right it. There. Okay, it's right okay. There. So I'm seeing this guy, sharp, looking clean. I'm talking about Chip Dapper. And I'm seeing him, and he's talking this smack to these people. And he's just saying it with such uh, fierceness, such, and, and you're looking at him, and it's like, I think he might uh, back up what he says. Right. So right. I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, man, okay. So a little bit longer, he comes out. I hear the music. Oh, man, I'm feeling the music. I'm feeling the beat. He comes out in a little underwear. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on now. Right, hold right, on. right. You're like, what you got me watching, bro? What, what you got me this? watching? What is this? Keep it PG. So he gets in the ring, and everything that he said he was going to do, he did it. He brought it to fruitation. I'm talking about laying the smack down, rock bottom, elbow, after that moment, I want to say it was in 98. After so you, that moment, you had no preview. Like you weren't really watching wrestling before. Oh, man. Um, you know, coming from where I'm from, Fonai, Texas. Actually, I played football in Lamarck High School. Right. Got to give up to the Cougars, you know. I like that. We, I mean, state champions, football was my life. That yeah. was my focus on everything, playing football. But once that was over with, you know, never really had nothing until this wrestling thing came about. Uh-huh. So. So you were an athlete, just look, looking looking to pound on some people, get in the ring, get physical. You're used to that. Yes. Um, and then you see Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you hate The Rock, love The Rock, the man really is electrifying. Even to this day, um, I was super excited. I think about a year ago, he just showed up at a house show, like randomly. I like the fact, I mean, dude, dude's a multi-billionaire, we'll probably say, in Hollywood. He has his own TV show, has multiple movies, hits, not just like, oh, not like some other wrestlers who put out movies who don't really go anywhere, but mm-hmm. his, I mean, in theaters, top charts, and yet he still makes time to come back to his first love, his first passion. Um, in, in, in every WrestleMania, he comes back out, and the, the house shows really blew me away when he just, no cameras, no nothing, it's not being recorded, mm-hmm. he still takes the time to step into those arenas and, and electrify, literally, I'm not making a pun, those those fans. Um, I have mad respect for, for The Rock, mm-hmm. so you're saying he was your first inspiration behind really um stepping in the ring and uh what what so so you're watching the rock you're seeing that what steps did you take next to to start your wrestling career we should say okay so man i'm watching that and uh, a little bit later smackdown started so i'm really into this i'm really looking and again I'm like, smackdown named after the rock like yes. he's the name of the show so right. this dude's so hot he's getting his own shows named yeah, that's after it, that's i don't it. know anybody else who's ever done that but continue okay so Man, I'm looking and I'm like, man, given the opportunity to do this. Now, this was before I started wrestling. This was like, I want to say this was I was um, 19, 20. And I'm like, this is something if given opportunity to do, I will do it. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's got to be a way, got to be a way. So I'm looking all these different places. I'm looking at um, my mind if I name drop a little bit. Oh, hey, name drop. Okay, I got Tugboat Taylor's school in Houston, Texas, back when he was doing WOW. Awesome. It was Killer Tim Brooks and Watch Your and, and this is this is the Tugboat, like Earthquake and Typhoon. Oh, no, 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 no. This was different Tugboat Oh, I Taylor. know exactly who you're talking about. I met him at a con, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, he has a big old beard, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes, know sir. who you're talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, all these different schools. Uh, we had some schools in San Antonio. All the different schools. You had the Wild Samoan School. It's all these different schools. But at the point in time, I was at a way where let me just my money wasn't all that good, you I know. Hate you, so it was definitely tough. But I come across this school in Texas City, you know, not too far where I'm from. Mm-hmm. It was called the Boiler Room. I like that. So it was about I want to say maybe eleven o'clock. What was old WCW's uh, training ground? Do you remember? Power plant. Power plant. Power I, li- plant. I like stuff with names like there that. You it, it was like it's hot. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be tough. I like that. Go ahead, okay. boiler room. So I'm in the boiler. So I decided to call. It's about 10, 11 o'clock at night. So before I go to bed, I just leave a message. Just let them know I'm interested. So I'm like, is it real? Is it fake? I don't really know. Yeah. I'll just give it a shot. So I leave a message. I hang up. I go to sleep. I get up, go to work. Probably by lunchtime, I get a phone call. I'm like, hello. And this guy, he's like, yeah, uh, you called the boiler room? I'm like, oh, man, he called yeah, me yeah. back. So I'm like, uh, yeah, let him give him a spill, give him a name. And he's like, well, um, why don't you come out to the uh, school and have a trial? I'm like, okay. So half confident, half nervous, really right. seeing how I'm going to do and it. And you've never done anything. You're just green, like no green. no lockups, no nothing. Nothing. Okay. No. So I'm like a little bit nervous or whatever. So I go home, grab my stuff, shoot up to the school, 
Okay, let's see what we got. So I slide in there. I meet a guy. Uh, mind if I drop his name? Drop right some here? names, okay, baby. That's what we man. do. We're keeping it real over okay, here. Okay, man. Uh, you probably, if you ever been around Tech City, his had a school called his was called H I W. His name was Jason Wimberly. So I go to Jason. I meet him, introduce him. Oh, we talk a little bit. And he's like, well, uh, let's get in the ring. Let's go through some things. Let's see what you can do. So I'm taking bumps. I'm doing all these drills and whatnot. And he seeing something in me he's he's just a little excited so he sees something so he's like they're cool so we got my head trainer coming in and the head trainer i thought he was the head trainer so this escalade pulls up electric blue escalade so i'm like oh man who's this guy right out comes one of the biggest cats i've ever seen all right all right okay this guy here he was bald-headed big built just like like a brick house mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first time I met Sean Hernandez. Awesome. A lot of you guys might know Sean Hernandez as the Tex-Mex T-Rex. Uh, he wrestled for TNA as... Uh, Just Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah. You know, he was a part of LAX, things like that. The first season of Lucha Underground, baby. Yes. That's where I'm, you know, that's my jam. So oh, yeah. that gets me going. He was there. Yes, he sir. was there. So I introduced myself. We talked a little bit, and he asked me about my training. Let him know I didn't have any training. So he gets in the ring, he works with me a little bit, and I'm actually showing him stuff. And this is, I'm pulling out of stuff I knew from football, you know, all my my different movements, how to pop up quick, things like that. And I think they were pretty impressed on how I was able to move like that. They're like, how'd you learn this? I'm like, well, since I was in, before middle school, football is all we knew. Because, come on, man, we Texas football. This is what we do. That's what we do, baby. Texas, that's not what I do. But that's what most people do. You know, I watch Little Giants. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Right there, baby. I know, right up. there in the program. You know, the, a little the, Latimer action. I like when he painted his face. Continue. Oh, yeah. So I get in there, start, and then I think he had a little smile on his face. He's like, okay, you got a little something. So they invited me to come on back. We talked about some things. And so from that point on, almost every day was dedicated to getting in that ring. Now, let me explain something to you about the boiler room. It's called the boiler room for a reason. Right. It had a huge fan in there. No AC. Okay. All it did was disperse hot air from one side to the other <laughs> side. Talking about hot. It was boiling, so the name suited it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So getting in there, just working out, just all these type of drills, learning from, under the tutelage of all these different guys. Right. So you, the first time you got in that ring with uh, with Mr. Wimberly will say, you never taken a bump or anything. Never. So he just hit you. What was your first... Did you just take it, or did you fall, or what'd you do? Uh, he, he he demonstrated a few times. Okay. Then I went ahead and took a bump. He's like, "That's not bad. Why don't you try it like this?" So slowly enough, pretty much, I want to say the next 30, 45 minutes was dedicated to taking bumps. Right. And needless to say, uh, when I woke up the next morning, uh, pretty sore. Oh, you like that? Yeah. yeah on, the, on the back. On the back. Yes. I think about that. Some, I've never taken a bump in my life. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to throw myself on the ground. I never do it, but I'm like, let's see what happens. Just in case I ever get called from the audience into the ring. You never know. I'm like the one, two, three kid over here. I get called from the audience doing moonsaults again. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, to get in there and learn it, I had a new respect for these guys. Because I know a lot of people disrespect the business, you know. Yeah. Well, they, they know how to fall. They know how to do that. I'll tell you what. Getting in the ring and taking a bump is like something that you've never felt before. I'm talking about unless you have been in a physical sport, unless you have, um, I want to say, been in an accident, unless you've been, it's just, it's nothing to quite describe. Right. And we're doing it on a continuous basis, right. day in and day out. We started the, we started practice taking bumps. We started practice, they called it three minutes of hell, mm-hmm. where we're running from one rope to the other. No one's no slowing down, just continuously, just running, learning. And it's to condition you to get better. So when you get in the ring, you're able to move better than than you ever you ever thought you could. That's awesome. And then so um from there, what was your next step, man? How did you did you so you went into school, I'm guessing they accepted you. You're sitting here in front of me, one of the yes. greatest local legends of all time around here, Mr. Four right, right. So they so um as far as Sean Hernandez goes, what was his affiliation with the um, was he like you said? He's a head trainer, I guess. He was what? a head trainer, and he was also the uh, main attraction 
when it okay. came to that. He was they when they were bringing in the big names, he we're, was working them. And he's from Houston, right? Originally, yeah, he was from Refugio, Texas, but he represents Houston. Okay. He's up I don't even line. know where that is, Refugio. <laughs> uh, you right. tell me. Right? <laughs> no, I know that's good. That's good. And so from there, what, where'd you go, man? Okay. You? From then, uh, my next uh, step to becoming a wrestler, I had to get boots. So at this point, you're still in school. Like yes. No matches, no nothing. No matches, no nothing. You're just, you're just running ropes. So you're just running, running ropes. Running ropes. Running ropes. Okay. In the boiler room. In the boiler room. Okay. So now it's to get boots. Now, any wrestler worth his medal has got boots from this guy. Okay. I had the pleasure of getting my first pair of boots made by Clifford the Lion. Okay. I don't know who that, that sounds people. amazing. That's okay. Not many right. people know him, right? Yeah. But he has made boots for some of the biggest name in the business. Name drop. Ric drop Flair. Woo! Five times. Hogan. Kurt Angle. Awesome. You know, just the list goes on and on. Matter of fact, he had a little shop in Houston on Lion Drive. If you go in there, and you would see a board up, and he had pictures. And you say had. It's not there anymore. No, sir. No, sir. Uh-huh. He got out the uh, business. I believe he sold the business. But, man, I'm talking about this guy. Matter of fact, if you go... On um, some of these guys' DVDs, I believe Ric Flair, one of his, he actually talks about Clifford making his boots. So to me, getting a pair of boots made by him, making all these guys that I started watching. And once I started learning about wrestling, I started doing my homework. So I'm talking about way past the Attitude Era. I'm talking about the 80s, the 70s, you know, seeing all these different guys doing their thing. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at all these pictures he measures me, and the way he measured me was crazy. He took my foot, he puts it down on a piece of paper, he draws an outline, he tell, asks me what color I want the boots, how big, how high did I want them to go up. And he said, okay, give me three weeks. That was it. That's it. That was it. Three weeks later, I'm going picking up the boots. I still have them boots to this day. I was about to ask you. That was my next question. You Mo- still got them? Yes, sir. Most yeah. comfortable pair of boots I have ever owned. That's awesome. Fitted perfectly to me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you got boots, uh-huh. and then um, so what? What was your first? You, what was your? How long were you training before you made your debut? We'll say that I was in. I was training six months. Okay. My debut. Oh man, um, Al Snow came down um, to Lamarck uh, Cover Park. You know where Cover Park is? Yes. You know, right down the way. It's uh, he came through and he did a wrestling clinic. Awesome. So did um, he have head with him? No, someone brought him. <laughs> no, awesome. Someone brought some uh, head. Uh, awesome. Nothing wrong with a little head, right? Yeah, ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> Al Snow style, you there know? There you go. So he comes through. He's giving this clinic. So, I mean, when he comes through, you got all these different guys from from Texas coming down. And it's, to me, Such I Such an odd choice. Like Lamarck and Carver, Carver Parks and Mark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right there. And, like, just, hey, I'm, Al Snow's coming there. Like, that, you know, mm-hmm. that's just, just random, you know? Yeah, so. but... As many, like, not too many people know, unless you're a football fan, know where Lamar, Texas is. Right. So when that happened, all these different guys from Houston, all over Houston, all over Texas, should I say, yeah, came down to the clinic. I'm talking about all different names. I mean, um, we have Voodoo the Executioner. You probably know him. He uh, works for Ring, uh, Ring, Reality of Wrestling right. as um Abel Andrew Jackson. Beautiful. He used to be Voodoo the Executioner. Awesome. Uh, Keith Lee, uh, man, uh, Ruthless Lala, uh, just a whole lot. The great Kabashi. Okay, these guys all came down uh, for the clinic, and I was able to talk to Al. I was uh, talk to all these different guys, and me, you know, I, I tend to be an open guy and everything, but these guys had me a little bit nervous a little bit because, I mean, these are, like, guys I've, I never met, but these guys right. are huge, humongous. Right, right, right. So I'm like, I'm used to being the you know big fish in a little pond. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, uh, Abel Andrew Jackson. I mean, he's not the biggest dude in the world, but he's cut. Like yes, he sir. is ripped. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, he, he's like, you know, we a lot of, for, for indie wrestling. He comes out, and you're like, this guy knows what, you know, what's going down. You know That's what right. I'm saying? So, um, so I was able to get in there uh, with him. I'm learning a few things, and actually, that night was my debut. What? Yeah. Matter of fact. It was down to the wire because I ordered my I ordered my singlet, I ordered my pads and everything, so all my stuff came in that morning. Okay. That morning, so it wasn't real time. So hopefully it fit. 
if it didn't fit, I had to make it work. Have you always had the, the gear that you're wearing now? Is it the same style? Uh, no, no. Okay. This uh, My first uh, gear was an uh, Olympic-style singlet, similar okay. to what uh, Kurt uh, Angle wore. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'd say similar to what, what would you call the style now? Um, man, um, uh, it's reminiscent of uh, MVP. Right. And yeah. I, so I don't know what you call it, but that's what I'd say. But it's yeah. super cool. Like, right, thank you, know, you, sir. Legit. Thank you. Legit. Hey, a part of wrestling is uh, the showmanship, you know. Right. And that's you my get, favorite part. You know me, baby. Yeah, this is You know it. me. You, I, I can't do a backflip to save my life. Bro. <laughs> I couldn't even take a clothesline, but you give me a mic, I'm all day long, you that's know. It. That's so, it. So getting in there, and um, I was uh, semi-main. With a uh, partner of mine, uh, he's no longer in the business, but he still loves it. He's matter of fact, I believe he's uh, watching the show tonight as we speak. Awesome. Yeah, but to get in there, you know, we go in there. We're both nervous. We're both shaking because this is our first time. And uh, my interest music hits. And what promotion was this? This was HIW High Impact Wrestling. Okay. Okay. So I'm in the back. So they had like a camp during the day. Uh-huh. So you're busting your butt all day long. Right. And then do you do you have any idea you're going to be on the card that night? Yes, they told okay. me I was going to be on the card. So I was like excited but nervous at the same that, time. I mean, that same day or you knew before? Uh, no, he told me the day of the show. Awesome. The day of that. So. Awesome. So, oh, by the way, I know you've never done a match before. Get ready for tonight. Hope you have your boots. Yeah, <laughs> You know it. what I'm that's saying? That's so, it. Yeah. So getting ready, music's, music's playing. And I picked out a song that I, I loved. It was just... Uh, the right music I wanted because at first the character they had for me I was coming out to a very white song I had a velvet robe you a little sexy chocolate yeah, or what? Yes. they got you doing like sexual, that sexual healing you and know that's what, yeah like yeah that. but so. at the same time I'm like I'm sad I missed that character I never <laughs> got a I never got a what was your name did you have a different name um, no, I did not. But mm. I mean, it was a work in progress. So right. I mean, if nay laws didn't work, I, they sure would have had something else. But mm-hmm. I just thought of myself. You know, sometimes when you have that, it's, if I was a cartoon character, I'd be sitting there thinking, and then the thought bubbles yeah, pop up, yeah. and I have on the velvet robe, and I'm like, right, oh, right. yes, baby, it's oh. going on. I'd have cheered, bro. Oh. I'd have had, I'd had signs in the. I would have had a fan already. You'd have had a fan. That's what I'm you know? talking about. So. That's what I'm talking about. But. What I picked, uh, it was uh, by the time uh, Crunk Music was in, uh, mm-hmm. Lil Scrappy and all that. Okay. So I picked that I never one. heard in my life a Lil Scrappy, but I know what Crunk Music is. Okay. All right, Lil John. All right. Know. Hey, so if you'd have done that other uh, character, I'd have come out and that'd have been my name, Lil Scrappy. I could have been your partner. <laughs> oh, we could have. Lil Scrappy. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> we could have worked it. Like, you, you had the velvet, you could have had the velvet, uh, you know, coat and stuff, and mine could have been like all just trashy with holes in it. And like, you know, and I like have to come out and fight for you at first and scrap it up, and they beat me up, and then you take them from behind. You know, oh, yeah. it sounded weird. <laughs> Continue, go. So, so, so the music hits and it's bumping, and I'm just like the nerves, the shaking, and everything. But at that point in time, it stopped. Mm-hmm. When the music hits. When the music hits, I'm I'm still nervous, but a calmness. I'm, right. My mind is focused. I'm ready to go out there and do what I set out to do. Now, this was actually so awesome for me because for some reason, the stars lined up. My mom came. Mm-hmm. My uncles from North Carolina came. My uncles from Louisiana came. Family was in the building. Right. So for me to go out there and do were, that. Were you pushing that 409 gimmick then? Or uh, that, no, that no sir. Oh, no, no. So that wasn't a thing from the beginning. That's no. something you picked up yes, along sir. the way. Yes, sir. I had to. But that right there, it was just me introducing myself to people trying to get over uh, with the crowd. Right, you right, know, right. Introducing them to who I am. So that, so, so. You're you're just some young just some young punk watching watching WWE that you didn't even want to watch in the first place because your man, you know, made made you watch. Your dude says, Hey, let's watch this. Uh-huh. This electrifying uh, showman catches your eye and you say, uh-huh. I, I can do that. I wanna do that. So six months how long did it take you before you About got into- six months. So six months down the road and now you're hearing your instead of uh, the rocks music going on and you watching, you're hearing your own music and you're walking down this aisle. Yes, sir. Um, what was your first thought when you hit that curtain? Oh man. There's a lot of people. There was? How many people? How many people we met? Man, I want to say we had maybe a couple hundred people in there. So let's say two, 250? Yeah, maybe about 250. Okay. Okay. And I want to say a whole lot of people in, oh, that's my mom over there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for the life of me. Heal her face. Heal her face. I was healed. 
That's what I'm talking about, baby. Keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> Hashtag. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm in there, and I'm just, I get to the ring, shaking the nervousness. It went away. Focus. All right, so now it's time to put on the show. Okay. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I could, like, to my own horn and say, oh, man, best show I've ever seen, everything. Yeah. But to be honest with you, it probably sucked. But at that point in time, I didn't care. Right. Went out. Me and... Me and me and my opponent, we entertained the crowd, everything. Beautiful. We pulled it off. We were able to cheers, booze, you know, women crying, you know. Right, right, right. Babies shaking their head like, why? You know, uh, I know. But we were able to pull it off. That's awesome. That's so, awesome, man. So um, so you spent some time in the – what's the biggest crowd you wrestled in front of? Man, I want to say it had to be a tie between uh, – we had a show a couple of years back. It was Coastal Mania. Mm-hmm. We had uh, a couple thousand – Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a show in Mesquite, uh, Texas. I want to say we had a, a big crowd. I want to say maybe fifteen to seventeen hundred people. That's awesome. Something like that. What, what I my main thing about um, why Nate Laws is here and me, me look. First of all, we didn't really get into it at the beginning. We just kind of jumped in this. Man, we're just we're yes. Nate Laws gets in the ring. He scraps it up. He you know he laces his boots up. I don't do that, man. <laughs> it's not my thing. I'm just a fan. Nate's a fan, even though he does that. So we're we wanted to start a show. Um, you know, for the fans, from the fans. I'm sure everybody uses that line, but, I mean, it's true, man. Um, I, I do other podcasts and, and whatever, but you get me talking about wrestling, and I get hyped. I get hyped up. And, and um, I, you know, I've been to some of your shows, whatever, and so I like the fact that you can go, f- you know, you wrestle in front of 1,700 people, you're wrestling in front of 20 people. It don't matter because you, you're so passionate and you love this business so much that you just want to get in the ring. And whether it's the, the 20 people in that ring, you're entertained. People are going to be entertained um, recently, we got a chance to bring a small crew to come see Mr. Nate Laws wrestle. And I've, I've heard stories from wrestlers. You know, I go to um, Reality of Wrestling a lot, and there's usually about two to 300 people there. Um, a little shout-out to Roe, local wrestling. We're hoping to see Mr. Nate Laws on the card pretty soon. We're working on, on it. I'm here, Come baby. on, book. Come it, on. It, it, and so, um, you know, we uh, Texas All-Star Wrestling, it was, a smaller, it was a smaller arena. We went, and there was about 20 people there, and it was just kind of, you know, um, and I said, man, I've always heard wrestlers, wrestlers talk about, oh, I've wrestled in front of 10, 20 people, and I've wrestled in front of 1,000, and I've never witnessed that thing. And and let me tell you, 20 people or, or 250, you get some passionate fans in the audience. It don't matter. So we're there. Um, Nate's, Nate's on the card as the heel, and his ex-partner, which he turned on is the storyline he's in, um, Mr. Onyx Cooper, which is, you know, hashtag Team Coop in there. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, they, they come out. Well, we got a crew, and, and, and we're there for my boy Nate Laws, you know what I'm saying? That's so it. this dude comes out of the curtain, and, and, you know, he's repping 409. That's his thing. Nate comes out. You better be chanting 409. He's in the house. He's in the building. In the building. We're from that county. We're repping. And so, you know, us four, we used to start 409, 409 in the house, and the crowd just follows. Like, they're all, okay, yeah, we're in it. And so, but you're the heel. So this is an old school uh, promotion where it's like, you you boo the heel, you cheer the face. That's kind of what their their deal is. And then your boy comes out and just the look on, on, on Onyx's face, bro, I felt bad for him. He's just like broken. He's like, I'm the face. They're supposed to be cheering for me. But I love the fact that, that wrestling fans are so passionate. It took four people to turn a whole crowd. The, the crowd was like maybe 25, you know, 30 people. But, uh, you know, about 25, 20 counting us four, you know, um, so it'd be like 24, 25. But still, like the whole crowd was into it. You guys did a false count anywhere match. Y'all fell out the ring. Y'all fell through the crowd. I was waiting for you to slam somebody through a concession stand, which next time I want to I promote. Maybe that'd be a good idea. I'm all about nacho cheese in weird places. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, man, it, it was, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to see a guy so passionate about the business that you will wrestle in front of 1,700, you will wrestle in front of 20, you will wrestle in front of, you you know, you just want to be in that ring to to hone that craft, you know. And so I'm I'm a, I'm a big Nate Law supporter. I'm a big fan. We're pushing for good things for Mr. Nate Laws. He's my my partner in crime here on this podcast. You heard a little bit about how he got started. Um, what are some highlights you would say in your career? Some cool. You've, you've had some big matches. What are your favorite things you've been doing? I want to say, man. Um, to be honest with you, it's opened so many doors for me. Um, like I say, Coastal Mania was huge. We had a convention. I mean, to be actually. To be a fan, it was so awesome to drop become, some names. Who was there? I, man, I know, I know the list, man. Okay, it's amazing. And you had uh, Scott Hall, you had uh, X Pac, MVP, AJ Styles, uh, Mick Foley, Rikishi. You had uh, what was it? Luke 
from Bushwhackers. You had uh, Brother Love. Awesome. You had uh, Slam Shady. You had Paul London. You had Victoria. You had ODB. And were those guys on the card, or they were just there signing? Some were on the card. Some were there just signing. Okay. You know? But I think everybody ended up having a part in the show. But, you know, it's one thing to be a fan but be introduced to these individuals or be able to talk to them right. as we're in the same locker room and just, it's not even talking shop. It's about yeah. uh, just talking with them like a, like regular, just talking. They, you know, we see these people as, you know, we see these people as uh, regular, uh, we see these people as superheroes and everything, but to talk to them because, you know, they got bills, they got kids. And to actually just clown and joke with them, man, that was some yeah. of the awesome stuff right there. I think, I think you know, I mean, like I said, I'm just a fan. I'm just a guy sitting on the outside um, talking trash, um, cheering for heels. That's what I do. Um, and uh, booing the face, cheering for the heel. But, I mean, I think there's, there's a matter of respect because every single one of those guys have been in your spot lacing up those first boots, getting getting their first boots from the lion, remembering that first time they hit the uh, the curtain and the, the first time they hear the music. So I, I think all of them kind of remember and have a little respect for anybody that's that's been in the business. If they see respect out of you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I've met guys that have, oh, I wrestled, da, 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 and they just run their mouths, and it's like, eh, you know. But um, I, I think that that... Being a part of the history of wrestling, I'm talking about, I mean, you want to date it back to circus times when it was like a circus attraction and, and nobody even knew it was a work and no, 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 no. To this day, that we know it's a work and thousands upon thousands, I would even say millions of people still love this this thing, this this production, this act, this, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cross between... Um, you even say, oh, I, like uh, people say, you know, Broadway with body slams. You know what I'm saying? Where there's this huge passion for, for, you know, they know they know what it is. They know what's up. They're they're smart to the business, and yet they still love it so much. So I think, um, you know, you being in that that spot, I, I really, um, that that's kind of the 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 ride I jump on. Is is man, there's this thing that's been going on for century upon century upon century, and it's it's from these little small towns to getting in those 20 peoples to giant arenas to selling out, you know, the Silver Domes, little, little Hulk Hogan thing there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, um, <laughs> you know, and um, it's uh, I just think it's amazing. I think it's amazing to be a fan of this thing. And, and a lot of people don't get it, you know, and they make fun of me. Oh, you like wrestling? Da, 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 da. And people always get mad at me because they're like, oh, I'm into UFC, and I'm like, I don't even know who's the face and who's the heel here. There's no storyline for me to follow. And they get so mad at me, like, why would I want to watch that, you know? And so, um, but I, I just, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge, passionate fan of this business, and I think it's amazing that you do what you do, um, that you're a part of this thing that's been going on for centuries to come now, you know what I'm saying? You're ingrained in the story of wrestling from that guy, you know, the guy who's just starting out, who who's in those uh, VFW halls to the people who are on top of, of WWE and all the, you know, the rookies in between, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I like to paint that picture of, it's beautiful, you know what I'm saying, of, of it's more than just, you know, two sweaty guys rolling around, but there's there's this awesome storyline to make people feel something in the audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so Nate Laws, man, is, is kind of hearing a little bit of his story, and I hope, you know, we bring you on if we do this either weekly or every other week or whatever, we hear a little more about those those stories about you coming in the business and you starting up, and I just want to kind of give people a... Uh, a kind of uh, idea of where you're at. Like, so you've been doing it for 10 years. You've been in from everything from, you know, small to big to beginning to ends and injuries and everything. And we want to hear more about that as week goes on. But let me, let me ask you on a personal note, outside of your career, what do you love about wrestling, man? Man, I tell you, when it comes to wrestling, it's um, the showmanship, the craftsman, it's the, the, the work that the guys put in. Right. I mean, unless you do it, everyone has this idea that, oh, well, this guy, he's taking this or he's taking this or he's doing this here. Unless you're willing to put in the work, you never really understand. These guys, I mean, just being in the business, uh, missed birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, you know, all this stuff to get better. I mean, I've been... Especially ones with families. Yes. Kids, uh, I miss my daughter's first whatever because... Yeah. You know, um, I'm not, I, I may or may not have been uh, somewhere in a room and Total Divas might have been on. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I was watching it. I'm not saying I was watching it. And, um, you know, I saw the, the, you know, Rikishi, you know, catch a show. And his son's getting married. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
it's in him, you know. Yeah. It's probably what he's been doing his whole life, you That's know. It. It's hard to walk away from oh, when it's it, in your blood, you know. It becomes a part of you, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can just remember, um, I mean, I have missed uh, work, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. Well, I hope nobody listens from work, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm sick, I can't come in. Yeah. And I'm in a crowd, you know. Right. I'm in Dallas somewhere entertaining the fans. Yeah, but yeah. it's... Once it's in you. Yeah, it's, it's in you. you. It's... And, brother, it's... Yeah. When it breaks down to everything, it's the entertainment factor. It's right. about guys getting in there and telling the story. Exactly. Good versus evil. I love the idea to it. tell a story with no words. That's it. You know, with a look, That's with it. one punch, with the, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, uh, anyways, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And I actually have my favorite shirt in the world. I have a T-shirt that says wrestling is beautiful in the simple font. And it's so... That's it. Like that's good. That's it. And so you either get it or you don't get it. And if you don't get it, I kind of feel bad for you, baby. It's a, it's an awesome um, experience. And I'm excited. I'm just a guy in the crowd. I'm not a guy in the ring. So we're kind of sitting on both ends of the things. Like you find the beauty in entertaining, and I find the beauty in being entertained. And when a guy in the ring does something that makes me smile, that makes me laugh, um, you know, it's a simple thing. And I, I forgot his name. And the show we went to with you, the um, the tag team champ that kept. He wears the pink tights, and what's his name? Anthony Andrews. And, dude, I loved, and it was like I said, there's 20 people in the crowd, and I love the fact he had three wardrobe changes, you know, and he he, he was talking about his tag team partner couldn't be there because they're dead grandma, and they're supposed to be cousins. Why isn't he at the funeral? Yeah, right. You know, and every single time, and I don't know if a lot of people notice this, but I noticed this, he mentioned her name. First time he said Lulu. Second time he said Lala. Third time he said, like, Lori or something. He changed the grandma's name, and little subtle nuances like that make a character i just think it's it's just awesome it was funny it was captivating he was just being an awesome like heel like he's finding excuses to not wrestle you know um like oh i want to keep these belts but i don't want to work for him and that's i love that awesome healness um of that so little things like that just really um are uh the guys that really appreciate that i think are the standouts the ones who really set themselves apart from a guy who's just gonna put on some tights and roll around and okay with being in the mid card and okay with never um, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll do it just because whatever. It's fun, you know. And then the guys who are like, no, no, no. These little things where I change my scarf around my neck because it's kind of a heel thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that one guy in the crowd's going to notice, so I'm going to do it. Like, I appreciate that from from that. Um, man, so so as far as, 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 as the product today, what's what's the biggest shows you watch? What are you into? Oh, um, man, um, I'm uh, getting back into it. Uh, you know, cheap plug, uh, WWE Network, nine and nine a month. Yeah, uh, we don't got anything when I plug them. They, they're plugged. They're all right now. But um, as, so you're a WWE guy. Uh-huh. Um, why? Why is that? Well, man, that's uh, that's where to, to me that's where it started. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, which, which so your first memory of wrestling was that Rock? Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. See, mine was. I'm, I'm a little kid, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I was born in '83. And I think uh, WrestleMania 1 was 80. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a kid at a garage sale, I bought a WrestleMania 3 VHS. And I watched that thing so much that it wore out. And I had to go to a local video store and just rent WrestleMania 3. And that's I'd just watch it over and over and over. And then I was like, well, there's a WrestleMania 2. I'd go back and watch that. I'm talking about, I'm like six, seven, eight years old watching WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 1. I'd go Saturday Night Fever, like... I loved wrestling as a kid. When freaking Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window, oh, I was man. heartbroken. I was like, and then the, I mean, that's where I find my love for heels. But like, I go back and I was like, oh my god, it was so great. And the guy who put that over more, I think it was um, Bobby the Brain Heenan, um, says he can't live. And, and, you know, he's talking about the tag team. He's like, he can't live without him. And then Shawn Michaels super kicks Marty Jannetty, and Heenan goes, I told you he never needed him anyways. You know, it's just beautiful. And like that whole storytelling dude it broke my heart as a kid and so i'm like i said lifelong fan don't get me wrong there was a gap graduate high school get get through life i stopped watching wrestling and then a friend of mine about five years ago says uh hey man come watch the royal rumble and we're like bro we ain't watched wrestling since attitude era since you know stone cold was stunning everybody he said man just come watch it i was we don't even know who the characters are let alone some of them are still there we were like huh we didn't know that you know and so we go, and it was the it was the Royal Rumble where Kofi Kingston gets knocked out of the ring and lands on his hands and does a handstand and hand walks his way back into the ring. And that one moment was like that was amazing. And me and a group of the, my, my wrestling guys, we were hooked back in, and we've been nonstop ever since. And from then, like now, like when I get into something, I go deep. So I went I went passionate. Don't get me wrong, WWE is always my first love, no matter 
how rough the product gets sometimes, and mm-hmm. we're going to get into where they're at right now um, here in a minute. But I mean, I, you know, you start finding. I saw I found Lucha Underground, and mm-hmm. my mind was blown. I'm like, this is this is it. This is the perfect wrestling for me. Now, let alone we can talk, and we'll we'll do another show about. Mm-hmm. It's amazing acrobatic. Are they awesome at telling stories? You know where all that comes in. But uh, talking about the storyline part of it, the, the telling the story with your moves and that kind of stuff. You find New Japan Pro. You find. Uh, Pro, what's that? Uh, PWG. I mean, even um, man, I'm, you know, and there's still promotions doing the whole like ECW light bulb barbed wire. Um, you know, and if you're into that, like, there, it's out there. Like, you can find it if you love wrestling. We're in a day and age, social media, um, YouTube, um, anything on the internet. Like, you can find it, and you can be in love with it, and you can, you know, stop and appreciate these backyarders and appreciate the guys that are, you know, sitting um, on top of the thrones. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm totally with you, man. WWE is always kind of my first love because it was. It was WrestleMania three, you know. It was, and, and a lot of people go to the to the uh, Hulkamania, the 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 Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant match. For me, it was really Macho Man Randy Savage and, and Randy, uh, or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I should say. That really like I love this, and it wasn't even really the match there. It was the build up because I think uh, Macho Man Randy Savage came off the top rope with the bell uh-huh. and hit. But the the, the build-up to that match and hit Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in the face with the bell, and they he, I remember him getting carried off in the stretcher, um, and they were just showing the highlights on WrestleMania 3, and I think one of the announcers was like, he swallowed his tongue. So for, for in my head, like, that guy swallowed his tongue. Like, he's always, in, you know, for a long time, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat did not have a tongue with, from, you know, in my head because one of the announcers might have said that. And so, um, anyways, th- that's where we sit. So as your WWE guy, you're still... WWE, do you do any other promotions? Oh, yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, once I started wrestling and I started to get to know all these different guys, man, I got a buddy of mine. He started uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, he talked old. Um, he started in or he started? No, he started me watching oh, okay. old Smoky Mountain Wrestling, old AWA, yeah. old Paul Bosch. I mean, he just opened my eyes to all these different wrestlers. So I started doing my research. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> let me let me start checking this out. So. Started looking at TNA, started looking at OWCW, started looking at all these different motions, all these different promotions, and wrestling is like just, it goes back, man. I'll tell you, uh, one of my favorite uh, people ever made rest in peace with Muhammad Ali. Okay. And when he fought Antonio Inoki, you know, in Japan, mm-hmm. and it was like a boxer versus a wrestler. Right. It's like, what is that, right? Right. But, I mean, it's it's all a part of it. And I'm like, that is just so... What wrestling is, man, wrestling, I think it's like the glue that binds us all together. Because if you look at wrestling, no matter how you look at it, no matter what promotion it is, everything, at one point in time, people have interacted. Like Donald Trump. Right. Wasn't he in WrestleMania? He was totally in WrestleMania. And I'm not... We just ain't a political show. Mm-hmm. I ain't getting in there and people say, who you voting for? And uh, my, my only response is, and I'm not even really saying I'm voting for him, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, Donald Trump is the only um, presidential candidate who's ever been in the WWE Hall of Fame. Boom! Come on, baby! You know, it, people, people don't know what to say. They're like, oh, God. I hope there's not that many of you around. You know what I'm saying? But that's my response to everybody. So, um, anyways, well, I'm going to mean to cut you off. Oh, Go no, ahead. you good, brother. But, I mean, just to be a part of that and to just I'm start watching I'm start looking at uh, um, the Freebirds uh, oh, Terry beautiful. Terry Bam Bam Gordy you know right well looking at uh, Bam Bam Bigelow uh, Booker T Stevie Ray Harlem Heat I had the pleasure of meeting those guys awesome. you know and just to well, we want to re-meet you Booker Nate Laws reality wrestling nine. baby come Let's on Let's rapping go Ready. continue so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this stuff and like for these guys to be able to tell a story like a uh, quick story. I'm in uh, Louisiana. I want to say Plaquemine, Louisiana. I like that. Make a Plaquemine. Tra- Plaquemine. <laughs> all right. I'm talking about this backwater. I'm talking yeah. about trailers. Trailers and Waffle House. And, and alligators. Baby. It. Alligators. It. Yeah. Get lost. Uh, go to a roller rink. They have a show going on. Okay. So we're watching this show. And um, uh, supposed to be on the card. Some things happened. I didn't get in. I'll be getting the rest. But you, you made the whole drive. To I Louisiana. made the whole drive. Okay. So I'm in there. And I see uh, Dusty Wolf, man. Uh, if you know about your wrestling, you know who Dusty Wolf is, man. I owe him a lot of respect. I met him a numerous amount of times, and he has a book. Definitely need to check that out. Uh, journal, uh, Journal of a Wrestler, man. Journeyman. It was wonderful. It's called Journal of a Journeyman. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, he's an uh, awesome guy to be able to meet him and talk with him, and he was a uh, the clown. One of the doors. One of the yeah. doors. Yeah. And, man, him, he worked the main event, 
and he didn't touch the guy for I want to say for like twenty minutes. But they had the crowd just. You know, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? It's crazy. They they got crazy knocking everything over. It's getting crazy in here. It's getting crazy, right? And I'm just like, to entertain the crowd, how awesome is it to be able to entertain a crowd and not even touch the guy? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you're teasing, you're teasing it, and they're like, is he doing it? Is he doing it? Oh, he ain't going to do it yet. Well, he almost did it. Yeah. And it's just like... It's so hard to describe wrestling. It's it's not a word. It's more of a feeling. Do you remember when the shield was running hot, just running rampant? Like, the shield was beating everybody up. And then just slowly these Wyatts come in. Uh-huh. And, and, there, and there was this one moment, I think on a Monday Night Raw, these guys didn't even step in the ring. On one side of the ropes, on, on the opposite side on the apron, the shield stood. And the Wyatts came and jumped on, and they're like, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a living room watching this on TV, and I feel the electricity. And they just looked at each other. They didn't even say a word. They just looked at each other, never set foot in the ring, and just both walked away because they were setting up a match for whatever. But if you can describe wrestling, mm-hmm. it's that moment. I, can't, I don't have the word. You know what I'm saying? Electricity, because you, your hair stands up when you're in those. You know, I was watching. I spent, uh, you know, I'm saying I'm waiting on my boys and they laws. I don't know what time he's going to get here. We're waiting, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me see what's going down. I watch Enzo and Cash, Enzo and Cash right now, some of the hottest um, WWE superstars right now, um, straight out of NXT. I love to see their journey and, and where they've come. Just their promo. I spent like an hour watching their promo, just flipping through, you know, uh, video after video of them just talking. Not, not. They started wrestling. I'd flip because I want to hear them talk because when they come out, that crowd, that's it. I can't tell you what that is, but that's it. You know, it's like the first time Austin, you know, it's the it's the it's the, it's the King of the Ring where he drops the promo on Jake the Snake. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know what it is, but that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And oh, so yeah. I love, I love that. Um, or you finished with the story in, in Louisiana? Is oh, that yeah. so? You're just yeah. It, you well, uh, to pick up where yeah. you just dropped it yeah. off at. I mean, um, Enzo and Cass, man, I love it, man. Yeah. Whatever they did with the Dudley Boys had me rolling. Mm-hmm. He said he's a smack talker Skywalker with a mic saber for a hater. Yes, beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's just like uh, back in the day, um, like I said, with my research, uh, Dusty Rhodes, you know, mm-hmm. just the stuff, Ric Flair. Oh, my God, Dusty. Dusty. Dusty's my boy, yeah, yes. yeah. And it's, it's one thing to have be... Look like you're chiseled out of stone. Yeah. Um, be a tactician like Dean Malenko, right. stuff like that, you know. But to be able to catch the crowd, that, yeah. that's why I love The Rock, to be able yeah. to catch the crowd. He could just say anything. I mean, And the man would literally come out and raise an eyebrow, yeah. and that thing, mm-hmm. whatever we're talking about, is there yeah. with an eyebrow. Yes. You know, he's the only person I've ever seen use an eyebrow and get that reaction. Stone you know? Cold, just showing up yeah. with some beer. And like, <laughs> right. he doesn't wrestle, he uh-huh. just drinking beer. But, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just slamming them together, spilling half of it on the ground, yeah. you know. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm really impressed with Stone Cold. I'm more impressed with the guy throwing him beers. Yeah. That dude was on point. I never saw the guy. He never made camera work, but boom, like a quarterback hitting his receiver every time, That's you know. It. So um, he was doing it. Before we take off, man, um, we talked a little bit about you over at wrestling. Um, right now, man, it's just a couple minutes. We're not to stay too long on it. Right now, the product that you're on, we'll talk about WWE. It's the main thing, no matter no matter what people say, no matter got all these indie, oh, what about New Japan? We get it. But WWE is the main, the most accessible thing right now. What are you, what are you loving right now? They're doing. And let alone, you know, we record this. We could air a few weeks after, so we're not, you know, specifically pointing out. Oh, this last draw because we don't know when the, you know this is going down. But um, what are you just loving your scene right now? Man, um, I'm loving. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm a huge AJ Styles fan. Okay, since TNA, and, and I will say we're right after the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the first few episodes of the of the draft where we're at right now, mm-hmm. and um, AJ got drafted to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So continue. Oh yeah, uh, him and the work he's doing with Cena. Man, I'm 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 loving it because it's two. It's like two of the main guys that you. Mm-hmm. You never thought you would see, yeah. but finally you're seeing it. It's just like when he went against The Rock, or mm-hmm. just like when The Rock went against Hogan, or just you know when Hogan went against the Ultimate Warrior. Right. It's like it's always two guys that you definitely want to see have at it. Right. And finally, when they meet, they collide, and it's just like I'm stuck to the screen. You right. Know? A lot of people give Cena bad rap. You know, I understand. You know, but I mean, he went out. Him and AJ. They got something there. Right. I'm not saying it's gonna be like, oh my god. Yeah, but it's, it's not Hulk Hogan Warrior. No, but um, WrestleMania Six. But yeah. there's it's 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 the 
the biggest thing we're seeing right now in wrestling is is because of the internet, all the access to all this independent wrestling where you're like, why aren't they doing that? Well, WWE is about protecting their people. Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to have this guy, um, you know, jump off, especially in a, you know, a lot of people, controversial, whatever. After all the um, uh, concussion things, the Crispin Wah incidents, all this stuff, they're protective. Like, um, and, uh, you know, I saw a meme the other day. It was horrible. It made me laugh. Um, and I think it was probably made before the whole incident, but it had Crispin Wah on it and it said, oh, Daniel Bryant quit because of a few concussions. That's cute or whatever. And I was like, oh, come on. Come on. What are you, know? you doing? I know. And so, um, but it's true. Like, um, Daniel Bryan was so mad in real life at Triple H who stopped his match because he was worried about his concussion. Triple H ripped a quad and finished the match. Who's this guy to stop a match when you can barely stand? You could injure yourself permanently, you know? Mm -hmm. And and, and so I think um, uh, all that. So so we're seeing all these people who are in love with the indie style is now starting to kind of bleed into WWE. Mm -hmm. And so then the classic wrestling that people are, I say they've been seeing it for years, they want a little more. I think you kind of divide the fans, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so you're seeing this AJ Styles. I mean, he's up there in age, man. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not getting any younger, but he's still doing literally phenomenal um, phenomenal stuff. I like the pun. So, I like, yeah, the I like that. I, I like, like that. You like that. But yeah. it really is the phenomenal AJ Styles. And I want to not, you know, I'm not. I'm not one of these dudes who are like, oh, you know, I've never. You, okay, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw a little shade. Oh. Usually, your involvement with TNA wrestling, I'm done with you. Like, oh. you're I, okay, I'm done. He's the only one that I'm really seeing come out of TNA and 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 be still amazing you know and i know they have their amazing guys and i know they're pushing a lot of indie stuff and billy corgan is, is actually doing um especially after the great deletion uh, from matt hardy and yes. that's a whole nother subject we'll get on. yes it was so so good and entertaining and we'll get into that next time but uh um you know like i said we're a few weeks out of the um uh, out of the draft when this is going to air and the opening night of smackdown you talk about your boy aj he hit this off the top rope uh, forearm into Cena that I thought, I mean, it was just gorgeous. Like, I was like, oh, my God, he killed John Cena. And um, he turns around, and he takes a super kick from Dolph Ziggler. Like, he does this move where he's bouncing off the top rope. He's literally, it looked like 20 feet above the ring, coming down with the forearm, and then turns around and takes one of the best sweet chin music super kicks I've ever seen. And he made... Dolph Ziggler look like a million bucks. So um, as much as I want to not be about AJ Styles, he makes it so hard to not be about him, mainly with his association with TNA. And then, you know, I think that him jumped to New Japan Pro right after that, I think, okay. It was almost like he washed his, his sins clean of TNA in my book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then um, came over and is, is doing some great stuff, man. Um, I think right now, like I said, uh, you're, you're loving your boy AJ and Cena, and I wanted to get into a little bit of... Uh, man, we'll do it. We'll jump into it. Um, um, before I say that, End Zone cast, loving their mic skills. They come out. Again, we talked about the electricity. Um, uh, right now, you know, I'm still filling out the draft. I uh, Oh, one thing we can talk about that I'm sure everybody's behind... Um, the first Raw of, of the draft, our boy Finn Balor. Yes. Finn Balor. Mm. One won the, the chance to, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, that's cool. They're pushing. That's cool. They're going to make him. He's going to shine up Reigns. And then Reigns took him out on the, you know, I mean, then he took Reigns out. I'm saying I thought I thought he was just going to make Reigns look good and Reigns was going to go over on that final match. But, no, what do you what do you feel as, as, a, as a, you know, as, as their product? Do you feel like it's a bad thing that opening night, his debut night, he won two matches and now is in one of the main events at SummerSlam? Well, actually, I think uh, it's been long overdue because he been, he's been entertaining. He's been showing out when he was in New Japan Pro. Right. When he was part of Bullet Club. Actually, right. He was the leader. Right. So you got Which I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Okay. I heard uh, an interview with the Young Bucks actually recently on the Sam Roberts show, and they were pretty like there really is no leader of the uh of the bullet club and and they were saying that finn balor especially would get oh you were the leader and he was like no i'm not there's not and they're 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 building this crazy thing over there where there's not like a real dominant you know they're they're a group they're an organization it's it's not like nwo it's not like oh hogan's a leader Mm -hmm. but but that's people's perception of Mm -hmm. and so anyways i just said being on the inside you know me and the young bucks i've never i've never met him i'm just (laughs) lying i i listen to a lot of podcasts man so but anyways continue on that oh yeah man um i believe um he has proven himself uh in nxt he's done wonderful things in nxt he got Samoa Joe like looking like a million dollars. Right. He has Sami Zayn. That's you know. A side note, personal 
Samoa Joe still has the TNA rub on him. Like, mm-hmm. he had, it's not off of it with me. And he snapped Tyson Kidd's neck. I know it was an accident, whatever. But I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm going to throw a little shade to Samoa Joe on this end. On this side of the table, Samo- shady right Samoa here. Joe is not one of my uh, top things. You know, if they take the belt from him and we never see him again, I'm okay with it. Continue. It's a little <laughs> personal. I get a little real. I, I, I get, get a little Samoa Joe real. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. But to be uh, where he is and the way he's going with it, I'm talking about... They give him the ball, he's going to run with it. And come on, dude, the coup de grace. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Beautiful. And I've heard, I've heard other wrestlers talk about it. They say, man, it feels like a feather. Like, they're like, I don't understand how this dude stomps me, and I don't feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's uh, pure talent. Um, do you, so uh, do you feel like it's – so you're saying it's a good thing they're pushing him so hard. Um, I mean, pretty much he kind of moved into, a, a, dare I say, a face status already yeah. and – and um and, and and their flagship show, I I, I was I was, I, I think if they would have let Reigns take that first night, the crowd would have been so mad. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I, I, I he won, and it's like is it this is a push too early? Is this debut night? But he he carried NXT. I mean, well, he was the fate. You know, proven so, entity. Yeah, yeah. Entity. So and he, I mean. Said. I mean, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world and, and was renowned before he even set foot in NXT. Exactly. So, so why would you not give him the opportunity? Right. You know? So don't I don't right. get me wrong. I believe that Reigns, I'm going to get a little real. I'm going to throw a little shade to Reigns yeah. because of what he did to get suspended. Right. That sort of, uh, if you notice, uh, at Battleground, he got oh. booed a lot. Right, you know, Monday but Night if Raw. you notice, he got booed everywhere. Well, yeah. <laughs> not just but, Battleground, but, but yeah, yeah, it's even more. It's like back when the uh, I want to say when the whole Shoeless Joe when they found out they were uh, cheating back in little Black Sox, yeah, yeah. little Black Sox, so you know Joe, what I'm saying? Yeah, so. right, right, right. A little eight men out. Yeah, so you finding out that you it's finding out that David Ortiz corked the bat. You know, yeah. it's like oh my god. Well, I heard. Have you heard what it was? No, I heard it was Adderall. Mm. Um, he was taking it to sleep, and he was. And, and I heard that Adam Rose got popped on the same thing, mm. too. And so, like I said, I don't have any sources. I mean, look it up on you know. We're like I said, we're in the, we're in the generation of you know, and that's what I heard. I hadn't really done a lot of research on it, but I'm just going by hearsay. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Don't say Chevy was saying. I'm saying I heard from around the way. We're on the street. Ed. I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, that was his, and so, I don't know, man, that kind of makes me feel like, dang, dude, Adderall, like, I mean, okay, so imagine you're Roman Reigns, and I know we're kind of, I, I didn't want to go this long, but we're in it, baby, let's we do get it. it. Um, you're, you're Roman Reigns, you have the weight of the company on your shoulders, half of the universe that you're supposed to be fighting for hates you, yes. um, and a lot of people don't feel like you deserve the spot you're in. How much pressure is that mentally, uh, spiritually, physically? And then you get popped for Adderall to keep you focused and to keep you sleeping. I think it was like I said, a sleep pill and Adderall, from what I heard. So uh, you know what I'm saying? It was it was it work? Was it this? You know, did he really? You know, why would you take your main guy? Or unless they they thought maybe if we can take him away, why wouldn't they fake an injury? You know, I've heard different theories that it, the whole thing was a work. You know, so but um, that's sort of bad because if say it was a work, yeah, it, it sort of messes it up because. Now you got kids looking up to this, these people. These people have their kids looking up to them like, oh, man, this guy right here, good role model. Right. the daughter, take care of the daughter, just wonderful things. And then you have the uh, drugs because they didn't say what it was at first. They just said he was uh, violated the wellness policy. Right. Everybody know the wellness and, policy and I've, is. I've heard, uh, um, right, their main thing. And I've heard even old uh, Hornswoggle, you know, you remember him? Yes. <laughs> Hornswoggle, he lives under the ring. Uh-huh. He, um he got popped one time for, for something a doctor gave him, mm-hmm. but the WWE doctors didn't give him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he has kids, man. He's like, I don't want my kid to think that I'm out because he was clean. He's straight edge. He doesn't mess with nothing, you know. Um, and so he's like, they wouldn't say what it was. And I told them, no, you tell people what it is, mm-hmm. but all they said was wellness policy. Yeah. You know, and he was mad about it because he wants it wasn't a drug. It wasn't an illegal substance. He just got something prescribed to him from his doctor that WWE doctors didn't approve of or mm-hmm. they didn't know. That he got that, you okay. know. So let me so, ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. So, question. okay. Uh, wellness policy. For, as soon as I say, well, um, say I'm, I make it there. You know, knock on wood. Yeah. I get that way. We'll okay. say when. We can say when. When. Okay. 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 I ain't gonna uh, brag too much. No. 2023. You know, Nate Long, John <laughs> Cena. Okay. You know, I'm uh, down. Well, I'm down. Already, already. You got to be the heel though, so I can cheer for you because okay. I cheer for the heel. But okay. go ahead. So you got uh, <laughs> okay. Nate Law's uh, violation of the wellness policy. Yeah. First thing that comes to your mind. 
I mean, you're right. That is the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So, but what if what if it was not that? Wouldn't you want it to be clarified? Yes, I want. Uh, if it's, if I was taking Adderall, but see, I'm a different. Steroids. I'm a different breed, bro. I'm like, let's pump all these dudes up on steroids. If I'm paying my money from the ticket, I want some of the. I want super giants doing double backflips into the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind. I don't mind my sports entertainment. I'm doing quotation marks right now. Heroes being pumped up on some juice because I paid good money. I have. The, I paid my 9.99. I want Superman flying from rope to rope. You know what I'm saying? I get you. So, but I mean, that's their thing, you know. I know after the whole '80s McMahon Hogan scandal, they try to stay away from it. I'm like, juice them up, baby, because I mean, that's their job. They get paid a lot of money to do that. I need to be more entertained. If it's, if they're doing stuff that I can do, which I can't do any of it, but I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm like that with any sports, man. You're in pro sports, juice them up. I want warriors on the field. You know you what go. I'm saying? So that's kind of where I sit in that. So I'm a bad guy to ask that question to. You know what I'm saying? We were trapped uh, uh, previously. <laughs> right, right. I don't. I'm in it. Keep it real. Keep it healed, baby. I uh, um. So, man, you know what? That's that's our uh, man. I just want to thank you. I know we're gonna get in some other stuff, and man, we 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 can do this. Let's just do this, man. Let's start talking wrestling. I'm gonna bring Nate Laws on. We're gonna have special guests all the time. Hopefully, with your connects in the in the local circle, we'll bring on some 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 other wrestlers because I don't know nobody. I'm a guy <laughs> that knows a guy. <laughs> I know that's good. We'll have we're gonna have we're gonna have wrestling interviews. We're gonna have fan interviews. We're gonna talk the thing we're passionate about. The industry, baby. We're talking wrestling from old school to new school to, to what inspires us to, to guys that we're just, just in love with, dead guys, alive guys, you know, whatever. Um, so that, that's what we want to do here at Chop to the Chest Radio. You like the name of our show? I love it. Chop I, I do chest. too. Woo! You know what I'm saying? That's it, how we do it. It burns. <laughs> that's so good. Mr. Nate Laws, tell the people anything before we go. Man, uh, just uh, if you can, we love WWE. We love New Japan. We love TNA. Support, Don't say we. Oh, <laughs> I'm DNA. Oh, my fault. Nah, uh, my bad. I'm uh, just kidding. Chevy's not in it. But, I'm just uh, kidding. Support indie wrestling. Yes. So if you're listening to this and they have an independent wrestling show anywhere near you, take some time out of your weekend. Go check the guys out. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Definitely come out, support, show love, show because everyone started from a certain place. So support indie wrestling. Represent 409 Texas. Do it to the fullest. Top to the test radio. Keep it real. Keep it here. Oh, I love that, baby. I am your host, Chevy Chavry. I just want to thank Mr. Nate Loss for coming out. Be my partner in crime in this, man. I just want to thank you for your your passion, for letting us hear the beginning of your story. And from weeks to come, I want to catch little pieces of that, man. So we are out, baby. That's Chop to the Chest Radio. (laughs) Woo!